another episode of Rewind and Reconsider, where we rewind movies and reconsider it. I'm your host, Mia Fagan Agravidor, and I am joined by my lovely, beautiful, wonderful, spectacular co-host and husband, Harrison Fagan. He's making a disgusting face to me. He is not used to me being this nice. If I was... If I was a listener of this podcast and I heard someone describe their husband that way on air, I would absolutely just exit the thing. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm just letting you know. If so you were... if if you just did that, which you're not listening to this, then but I wouldn't judge you. Uh, what movie are we watching today? We are watching Blade Two because we enjoyed the first Blade so much that we are going to go through the entire trilogy, or should I say, Trinity? What? Because Blade Trinity is the third movie. They really called it Blade Trinity. Yeah. They wanted to be And apparently special. it is really bad. That's what we like here, babe. Yeah, but Blade, <laughs> Blade 2 is what we're watching today. Which is actually directed by Guillermo del Toro. I was going to I was gonna ask you, you know, since we don't, neither of us have seen this before. You Which know, I should also a, double... What do you like about this? I was going to ask you, is there anything you know about this movie? But... I literally know nothing. Okay. I, never, I didn't even know anything about the first Blade, and you know what? Going in pretty blind was a good idea. I think that just kind of, like, made it more fun. I guess just the sort of expectation set, I guess. Like, do you think this movie is going to be, like, a little bit more like the first one? Do you think they're going to start trying to set up some spinoffs or some sequels or some whatever? I, I feel like, you know, they really hit the jackpot with the first one and that it was just so original and, like, well, I mean, not original. It was based off a comic book. But, you know, it was just so different from a lot. And, you know... The first Blade actually started off a lot of the Marvel movies because this Blade, the first one, was made before Spider-Man. Yeah. So, um, I I really don't know. I'm hoping that it kind of still captures the, like, fun of the first movie. But, you know, as sequels go, sometimes it's not as good as the first one. You think Tobey Maguire Spider-Man's going to show up? No. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine, though? I, I feel like we would have heard about it by now, but... I highly doubt that. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was supposed to be... Like a crossover at some point, and it just never happened. No, it was it was what that was Wolverine and Spider Man. Oh, yeah. right, right, Hugh right. Jackman was supposed to show up in one of the Spider Man movies for like a small cameo, but I think like he couldn't get Fox to loan him the suit on the weekend or something like that. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking Hugh Jackman. Yeah, it was something like that. <laughs> That's it was so like, weird. Like, Imagine like a, saying no to Hugh Jackman. He had like a time conflict or something. I don't know. I don't know. But he's coming back. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, what are your expectations for this? I'm hyped, honestly. You're hyped. I, I, yeah, because I think this one is supposed to still be good. I know Blade Trinity is supposed to be really bad, but I think this one's supposed to be good. And if it's anything like the movie we just watched, I'm all the way in. All right. Well, we will see. Do you think I, he's going little... to kill any more vampires in this one? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and like, what, what do you think? Like, werewolves? What do you think the plot is? Like, like we know nothing about the plot, so just guess. What do you, what do you think bl- brings Blade back to the screen? I don't even know. Fairies, mermaids, unicorns, he kills No, them it's definitely vampires. Yeah, but it's like, vampires. Duh. My guess is, like... Why would they want to fuck it up and, like, you know, put in, like, werewolves and make it even more complicated? My guess is that it turns out that killing the vampire council made things worse for the world because... You know, they they were controlling, you know, kind of all the peon vampires. And now, like, those guys are like, well, there's no more laws. So let's just go kill people. Yeah. Like, and so the world is, like, a little bit more at open war with vampires. And Blade is the only man. Blade turns out, fight. it turns out that the vampires are actually good guys. And the humans are bad guys. That's <laughs> what I'm thinking. It's a whole switch. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and guess that that's not it. But, you know, hey, we'll hey. see. We'll see. We both have equal chance of being right right now. Yeah, it's a 50-50. Yeah. We could just flip a coin and see. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or some, or flip some sunglasses and see whose face they land on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyways, we'll be right back. After, uh, All right. Go. The, these two motherfuckers are going to go try and skate uphill and watch Blade 2. back we just watched blade 2 and before we get into everything harrison is going to do the 60 second summary in which he sums up this movie in 60 seconds now harrison historically you have been pretty good about this stuff keeping it in within the range so what do you think you think you're you're good to go uh i'm gonna try i i'm predicting i will not be as far over as you were on the last one i know but you know i had to keep those details in yeah no i mean it was important yeah, it was all right Okay, so the movie starts out with Blade. He is searching for his, uh, like, his father figure slash assistant, Whistler, from the last movie, who we thought had killed himself, but it was off screen. And apparently he con- he woke up be- with the vampire virus because he, like, was a vampire and had been converted. And they were just keeping him in a blood tank and just torturing and killing him until bringing him back and that so they could do it again. And Blade goes in, frees him. Somehow cures him from his vampirism. He gives him, like, a serum, and he's like, all right, well, if you can't survive sunlight by morning, you're going to be dead. And, uh, spoiler alert, Whistler survives. But then, all of a sudden, a secret vampire society envoy of ninjas show up, and they fight Blade. And then they're like, whoa, 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 don't fight us. You know, we are we are here with a message. And Blade says, okay, what's the message? And it turns out there's this new thing called the Reapers that are even worse than vampires, and they can suck the blood of vampires And so Blade, uh, with an elite vampire SEAL Team 6, has to go and hunt them down at behest of the vampire president. There is a vampire president, uh, and he looks like Nosferatu. Um, And then uh, they're, you know, they go through and they kind of don't trust each other. And then Blade, like, eventually learns to trust the vampire president's daughter, who's the sort of leader of vampire SEAL Team 6 that was put together originally to hunt Blade. But then, whoa, plot twist. Turns out they get betrayed by uh, one of their own, and Blade gets betrayed by his sort of uh, replacement for Whistler, who is played by the guy from Death Stranding. And Blade blows him up with a bomb and then goes after the vampire president who gets killed by the head Reaper, who it turns out was actually his son. And then him and Blade have a kung fu fight and uh, the movie ends with Blade bringing his vampire lover and the daughter of the vampire president out to die in the sun as she wished. Uh, And then he goes and kills this vampire that he let get away at the beginning of the movie end. Oh, like almost two minutes. Yeah. Well, there's a lot going on in this movie. There really is. Yeah. A lot. But you know what? These movies have a lot of things going on in them. Yes, but it doesn't feel bloated. No, no. It really doesn't. Like, it it flows pretty well. Pacing's pretty good. Um, You know, I I really was going into this movie expecting I was going to not like it. But you know what? I did. Yeah, I sort of, this is their, you know, and I think this movie came out before the the movie I'm about to reference, so it's not like they copied it or whatever, but uh, it, this is sort of like their X2, X-Men United, where it's like, oh, there's like a bigger threat, and so the villains of the previous movie, we have to work with them, but then, like, the differences in this one, they, like, end up double-crossing them and betraying them and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Moral of the story, everyone sucks. Yeah. Every- <laughs> ah, that was good. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's get into it. So you definitely forgot the opening in which this guy is going to some blood bank and then it turns out he's actually the Reaper. So this is like whole new different kind of breed of vampires that like can't die by silver or garlic. They can only die by light, which I guess they just had to have a 
a weakness. Yeah, I mean, they had to have a weakness or, you know, Blade couldn't take them out. Yeah, that's true. Um, But, you know, it's a whole thing. And then, like, you can shoot as many as you want. They're always going to come back to life, basically. And, uh, oh, my God, they are disgusting yeah no they have like it's sort of like a like the predator from the movie the predator movies where they open up their mandibles they have this weird like chin. rip in their chin and, and it, it like, like opens up and they have an inner tongue that kind of this movie you can t- see the kind of guillermo del toro influence in that it's more of a horror movie than the first one is the first one is sort of like a bad like a, a campy action movie where this one is like a campy body horror movie yeah. with some you know like truly disgusting shots of various deaths and kills and monsters and all of that stuff how many Guillermo del Toro movies have you seen uh I believe this is the first one. Oh, okay but he played a character in Death Stranding so I'm familiar oh okay with so work. you're familiar yeah definitely yeah well they they just use his body yeah but yeah no Guillermo del Toro is uh really known for a lot of his monster movies not monster movies but more of just like a horror element with like mystical creatures basically and that's what he's good at and i think this is like something that he really shines at and this movie really he got to like really plant his little fingertips all over this movie if that makes sense (laughs) yes sure yeah so let's let's get into what we sort of liked about it and uh, overall like i i felt like this movie was a little bit more loose i think um Blade was kind of, he was still very like stoic and stuff like that, but he was given a little bit more dialogue and like more, he can be a little bit more fun, I think. Yeah, they had, there were some funny moments like at the beginning during one of the first fights, he like skids and stops and like smooches to his car because he like doesn't run a motorcycle into it. I think, I think what it is, he's less angsty in this movie. Yeah. Because he's all like, I already got over my mom issues. I already know I'm going to be this daywalker thing forever. So whatever. I'm just going to do what I need to do. Yeah, they kind of don't get it. It was weird because in the first movie, it's like, oh, this is like a ticking time bomb. He's going to die. Like he can only take the serum for so long. But in this movie, he's just kind of taking the serum and it's not really like a major thing. They just decided like, hey, this doesn't like we can't have this be like a ticking clock or we can't make more movies. Um, Yeah, I think they just... Did away he just with got it. over it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just like what? Okay. So I, another thing I was surprised is that they brought Whistler back. Well, actually, and I'm not. I surprised. was very surprised they brought Whistler back. I was not expecting to see him again. Yeah, that kind of kind of goes against the movie, the last movie, because it's like, oh, he's dead. Like that's his like that's like Blade's catalyst to like being ultimate badass but then they're like never mind he's and then alive. when they brought him back i thought that it was going to be so that he could struggle with like oh he's a vampire now but he still hates vampire and like no. nope they don't get into it at all he just cures it he's over it immediately and There's he's no, just like my leg keep, my like, leg is still broken they could have just fixed that but they didn't oh they, well yeah and they keep like teasing that like he's off somewhere he has some like nefarious plot but then they, you know there's nothing going on there's no you know no whistler's a with. true Whistler, homie whistler's just whistler no and he also you know kind of you know sniffed out the new uh uh, what's his name? Oh, his name's Scud. Oh, yeah, God. Scud. I like how you say it's the guy from Death Stranding. Okay, everyone, it's uh, Daryl from Walking Dead. I think that's his... Norman Reedus. Yes, Norman Reedus. Or Boondock Saints, I guess, if you're into that. But, of course, Harrison has to do... <laughs> he has to... That's, that's where I've spent the most time yeah, with exactly. Norman Reedus. I've spent almost 180 hours with Norman Reedus in um, that game. I yeah, think. so I was actually surprised to see him in this. I think it was a very early role for him because he looks very young. But yeah. he's got, like, a very distinct face where it's like, okay, that's him. Um, always watching Powerpuff Girls for some reason. Hey, you know, our Betrayer King likes anime. Which is funny because... Uh, I don't know if that's anime. I guess that's cartoons. Cartoons. Um, he was supposed to be watching Speed Racer. I don't know why. Just a weird... 
you know, thing. Uh, but they couldn't get the rights to it. So they're like, okay, next best thing, Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> I've often said that those shows are very stylistically similar. <laughs> Have you even watched Powerpuff Girls? No. You've never watched the Powerpuff Girls? I mean, as a kid, probably a little bit, but not, yeah. Not I mean, they're really. pretty badass. I wouldn't, you know, I don't blame them for watching it. Anyways, anyway. Uh, yeah, so Scud is this, like, new character that they introduced. I guess he's, like, Whistler's replacement? Yeah. Question mark? I don't know. The, the, and his backstory is that Bla- he thought that he was going to have a three-way with two girls, <laughs> but then it turned out they were vampires, and so they, like, tied him up and were, like, removing pieces of his stomach when Blade showed up and, like, shot them. And it's not really clear. I guess, like, when he gives his whole, like, you know, I betrayed you speech and... No, but he showed his scars you. on his stomach. So yeah. it's like, that actually... In- no, I think that's real, but he decided that he'd rather be, I guess, pet than food to the vampires, and so that's why he betrayed Blade. Yeah, that part didn't really make sense, but whatever. I mean, I thought he was kind of cool. I, I, I kind of see it as, like, uh, Blade as Batman, Whistler is Alfred, and then Scud is, like, the annoying little Robin character. Yeah. And, like, they all kind of have to begrudgingly work together. Yeah, Scud is Jason Todd. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Not Dick Grayson. No. Okay. Um, but, yeah, his character is, I don't know what kind of purpose he serves. He's kind of like the tech guy, but not really because Whistler's there, so. Well, but he was the tech guy while Whistler was gone. Oh, and then they kind of they kind of work together to create some like new UV light grenades that end up you know sort of making a difference against the vampires. Yeah, the yeah. reapers. Yeah, which is funny. Yeah, because the other thing with the reapers is that they are not only can they suck the blood and uh, turn vampires into reapers, but they also uh, like they burn their their metabolism of the followers burns so fast that they end up just dying. And there's like the there are these little monster gremlin things. That just continuously need to feed, but then they can't, like, keep up and they end up just dying. Yeah, but they can only eat vampire blood. No, they can drink human blood, too. Why were they going after vampires, then? I guess the vampire blood was more sustaining. All right. Well, yeah. okay. Um, and so so Scud gets uh, introduced, the new villain gets introduced, and then we're also introduced to this, like, SEAL Team 6 vampire team, which I thought was really cool. I'm actually kind of bummed that we didn't get to know most of the characters, because they really had really interesting designs like there were very different designs like that really big guy it was like basically the best soldier in every vampire nation was yeah. sent to on like a team that was originally supposed to hunt blade and that and had been preparing for this for two for two years two years to hunt blade and then they just immediately die once they go and fight these reapers basically yeah they had no ch- chance yeah but, and it, i, I kind of like the dynamic between the team and blade because they like they both don't want to work with each other at yeah. all but they kind of know that they need to? Yeah, well, because the they, they explained it in the in the numbers, but basically the, the Reapers were, like, within months they would have overtaken the human race because they were spreading so fast. Yeah, and so it's kind of so like, people. Okay, we're going to have to work together because we yeah, have a common we, goal. we have a common enemy. Sort of, but not really towards the end. There's, like, a weird... Well, then it turns out that, you know, the Reaper was just supposed to be a distraction to weaken Blade so that they could capture him and torture him. And, yeah, you know, I feel like, like that's kind of a... his blood to create an evolution of vampires so that they wouldn't need humans anymore. And yeah, wouldn't like, have weaknesses against vampire hunters. How many How many of those people were in on that plan? Because it, it only seemed like, oh, by the way, Ron Perlman's in this movie. Yeah, I think it was just Ron Perlman and the vampire president. Ron Perlman, who does not take his sunglasses off at all. And, so. and the president of the EU or whatever that was, like... <laughs> his like his familiar yeah i guess yeah. so um yeah i thought that was kind of confusing because i was like I, who who knows about this planet seems like everyone was kind of going along with it and not having any like they were just doing it for the cause and stuff but whatever anyways but it's kind of cool because a lot of the 
the the in the team they all have like individual like uh, weapons and stuff like that guy had that huge hammer and then you had Donnie Donnie Yen was in it too yeah with the sword uh fun fact Donnie Yen was actually the fight choreographer of this movie oh okay interesting it makes sense because this was more it feels there was more... a lot more martial arts and traditional style martial arts fights than in the last one I yeah think. and I can see that and that's actually really cool like the last fight was kind of more of just like let's kick butt and freeze frame and you know slow motion all yeah that. yeah this one's like let's all fight each other. Um, yeah, there was a lot more choreography, I think, in this one, in the like so, sort of balletic fighting. Yeah. Um, another fun fact, I just want to throw this in. Um, originally, the villain was supposed to be Morbius. Jared Leto was supposed to be in this no, movie? No, not Jared Leto. <laughs> Crossover. What? No. Um, so it was supposed to be Morbius, and uh, uh, they Marvel wanted to keep Morbius because they were like, let's just make his own movie, which never happened. Well, no, it did. Well, they, I mean, they like did it a lot, yeah. Oh, I assumed it was going to be a rights issue because Sony had the Spider-Man characters. Uh, no, no, I don't okay. think so. They just wanted the old movie. Um, so they just kind of slightly changed the villain character. Oh, because I don't know. I can kind of see it could it, 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 very, it, it if very you, yeah like uh, an experimental vampire hybrid thing. Like it very easily could have been Morbius. Morbius. Yeah, yeah. He's like kind, of, but yeah. Anyways, but don't ever if you really want to know about Morbius, um, there's a movie out there. I guess apparently. Yeah. He says Mor- I, it's, it's Morbin, it's Morbin time. time. Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was almost. It was almost. This movie almost had Morbin time. Exactly. Um, another cool thing about this movie. You know, I was kind of bummed because it did open with, like, the Reaper kind of going against everyone. And it wasn't as cool as the opening of the first movie because, like, I mean, blood sprinklers? I yeah. normally can't. But, you know, my expectation... But it was kind of a fun way to turn the tables because they start out and it's this guy. He looks like he's, like, you know, like, homeless, uh, like, in the, like he's dirty, whatever. He's donating blood. And they bring him back and you can tell it's, like, a vampire blood bank, whatever. And they, like, they make it seem like they're about to experiment on him and all this stuff. And then it's like, oh, all of a sudden the tables turn. He starts feeding on them. And you're like, whoa, this yeah. is different than what I expected. And it sort of, like, leads into the more glimpses of this secret vampire society that we that was it's intriguing about that, the per, first yeah. movie. But a lot of it was, like, behind the scenes. And in this one, it sort of fleshes it out even more. There's, you know, a va- there's vampire nations. Uh, you know, there's, like, a leader of all the vampires, I guess, beyond the vampiric council from the first movie. I guess he, like, they're the Senate. I don't know. I, every the, time you say the vampiric council, like, I just think of what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, like, what we do in the shadows is a secret sequel of Blade, right? And, like, yeah, and, like, of course, you know, the uh, the vampires are, like, you know, this Blade guy, he keeps going in and killing all of us. Maybe we should, like, not you directly put signs that say, like, secret vampire hideout in our language out yeah, front. Yeah, let's, uh, and- let's do it in... It's secret ink or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and like let's let's assemble a team to go and hunt this guy and deal with him. And it's sort of like you know you can see the fallout from the first movie of like yeah this dude like kind of walked into one of our main you know government buildings and basically killed everyone. Like we should probably you know flaunt our vampirism a little bit less. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So I was talking about blood sprinklers in the first movie. I was like I don't know how they're gonna top that. They fucking do. They fucking do. They go to a place called, literally called the House of Pain. Yeah. <laughs> and so they walk in. First things first, there's this, like this rows and rows of like torture material, I guess, or like clinical instruments. Yeah, surgical instruments. And I'm like, okay, what's going on here? And we walk in and it's just a bunch of other vampires and all they like to do is cut each other up and pierce each other and yeah. House of Pain. Yeah. 
And there's this really disgusting scene um, of this guy. He has his spine fully out because they cut his skin. I don't even know what the fuck they were doing. But there was a lot of gross moments. But, I mean, I thought that was kind of top blood sprinklers. I don't know. I love the blood sprinklers. Yeah, yeah. And (laughs) I just keep sorry. I just really thought that was such a cool moment. Um, but yeah, so they go to this to go find, um, the Reapers who have now multiplied and they basically have uh, like a secret entrance at the bottom of this, uh, club and they come up and I just start killing everyone. And then this is how they realize that the Reapers are immune to silver bullets and garlic and stuff like that. So they had to kind of figure out like, okay, it's the sunlight that kills them and they have to, and and I think it's interesting that the sunlight also kills them because the regular vampires are hunting them and that's also their weakness. And that's like the only weakness that blade doesn't have. Yeah. So he kind of, no, he doesn't have the, the weakness to the stakes or any, he doesn't have any vampire weaknesses. That's why they wanted to capture him because they, they saw see him as the future of the race. Oh, okay. I missed that part, but Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that action scene was pretty cool. Um, what else did you think about this movie? Yeah, you know, I thought the special effects had sort of leveled up again in terms of... Some of it is noticeable, yeah. but it is, like, it's still pretty decent, and it's better than in the first movie. It's, like, less jarring. There are scenes where, like, Blade's entire body is a CGI. Like, it's, like, basically an Xbox 360 Yeah, he's, scene. like, flipping around. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, that And, like, good. it doesn't look great, but it doesn't completely take you out of the movie like some of the effects in the first one. Um, what's funny is that you mentioned the CGI. Um, Guillermo del Toro actually didn't like most of the CGI that was put in the movie. I kind of don't blame him. Because um, I think he's more of a practical effects kind of guy. And you could definitely tell that with like a lot of the makeup on the Reapers and like how their mouths open. I don't know if that's special effects or maybe both practical and special, but it looked really good. Like it didn't look like a campy horror like movie kind of makeup. It looked pretty legit, so... Kudos to the makeup department on that. Um, so what did you think about the ending? You know, it was you. It was kind of... It's kind open-ended. of lackluster. Yeah, like it was kind of weird that, you know, the, the, the plot twist of the vampire being the guy's son was kind of weird and it felt unnecessary. It did, yeah. And then like just like, you know, kind of adding some, I guess, like family drama to it. I feel like they could have done the movie without that being his son. Yeah, uh, just could have been the person that changed him into like, that type of yeah monster. they just experimented on him and he was angry about that it didn't have to be like his kid uh i, I didn't feel like that really added anything it was like an unnecessary i guess it's like Darth a Darth vader luke skywalker twist kind of like a the dark prince comes back and, yeah you know, the helpless princess so it's kind of more of like a if you really think about it, it's more like a fairy tale drama the, this movie also had some uh, you know it, it it continued the tradition uh it did nothing quite top some motherfuckers always want to skate uphill no, you know as no, no. as a line but there were all kinds of like random you know just the kinds that like these kind of campy action horror movies only have you know of one liners some of the best like you know when Ron Perlman's character starts a sentence with just like my daddy said before he killed my mom yep. uh, uh that was you if you want something done right you've got to do it yourself yeah we had no notion of who his parents were it was just like thrown in there and we're like, 
Okay. And there's this very weird, like, back and forth between him and Blade, where, like, at the beginning, they're, like, kind of standoff, and then Blade puts a bomb in his head, just, like, grabs him and, like, stabs a bomb into the back of his head, because Ron Perlman's character walked up to him, and he's like, we have a bet going. Can you blush? Okay, so that and- line, actually, Wesley Snipes wanted that in, because he's actually been asked that before. It's, like, kind of a racist thing, because he's black. Oh! I thought it was like a because his like it could blood be that was different too. You could kind other... of see that, okay. but like I think he, that's that's been said to him before, and so he wanted that in there. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Yeah, I thought it was like a like a vampire versus half you know daywalker. Thing. No, I think they just wanted Ron Perlman's uh, character, character to, to be, be racist kind of too. A little racist. Than okay. I mean, it makes a dick. sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, at the end, at the end, you know, before Wesley Snipes kills him, he asks him, "Can you blush?" and then slices him oh, in half, all the way down, from ass to head, all the way with down, with a katana. Yep. Yeah, it I was, was pretty uh, badass. Yeah. Um, and then um, this, and then it was just as far as the ending, like it kind of it was weird that uh that the main protagonist or the main antagonist the reaper guy at the end just kind of like after his fight with blade he's kind of weakened and he just kills himself yeah i i mean it's it's not gonna top the like ridiculously and ending of the first movie where they just he has an all-out battle with this um and he explodes with all the goo stuff yeah. i know that's not gonna top that but this is more of just kind of i don't know yeah it it with all that like leading up to it and that's the end it's like oh okay. yeah but you know what? I do have to say, the ending was a little lackluster, but overall, the lead up to it was, I was fun. kind of curious about how they were going to make a sequel to that movie, and it this one really did sort of deliver on that. It was, you know, just the ways that they kept raising the stakes of, you know, from the misdirect at the beginning, where you think the Reaper guy is about to get experimented on, he's just some innocent, like, like human dude, and it turns out he flips the tables on them to, like, you know, all of their shit not working in the nightclub fight, and then, yeah. like, when they're in the sewers, it's like, oh, like, all this stuff that we thought was going to work. There, there were cool ways to kind of flip your expectations on their head and play and continue to raise the stakes as this movie went on. It's just the finale was just like a little, but it was like you know again this movie was not gonna did not win any Academy Awards and deservedly so I would say, but it is a very it continues the legacy of the first one yeah. and being just a fun it's action a nice movie addition. with you know just all kinds of testosterone one liners crazy kills gross outs everything. Yeah, actually, Wesley Snipes has admitted that this is his favorite Blade movie. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, there's there's three, and one of them is universally reviled, that, and he didn't want to participate in, so it's not surprising. And what also is funny is that Scud, who is a stoner, actually has a blunt and gives it to Blade, and he's like, do you want some? And he's like, nah, I'm good. Which is ironic, because in the third movie, that's all he fucking did backstage <laughs> was smoke oh. weed. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. Um Another little tidbit uh, before we uh, close out here is um, Michael Jackson actually originally was going to have a cameo in this movie as a vampire pimp oh. in the in the nightclub. But due that to like been, conflicting yeah. like uh, schedules, they couldn't make it happen. So they had to cast oh. some other any, guy. Any uh, any word on uh, on was was Tobey Maguire supposed to show up? Or <laughs> was he supposed to get a Blade Spider-Man crossover? No, I think at this point they were like, He's All like right, hey, Blades keep these like, vampires out of my city. Hey. I'm your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. What year was this movie made? Mm, I want to say 2002. Okay, so it was after Spider-Man. I, I believe so. Okay. Um, 
disappointed. I, I, I needed a cameo. I know I just praised the last movie for not having any cameos or spin-offs or setups, but... I know. We stupidly waited. We're like, oh, maybe there's an after credit scene. This is what Marvel has done to us. Yeah. <laughs> we were sitting waiting and there was nothing. They got us. But again, like, these movies have been great so far. Uh, you know, was there anything you didn't like about this one beyond the ending? Oh, wait, no. The ending, um, the true ending is actually... The vampire that got away in the beginning. Yeah, so Blade lets this guy go, and he's like, he's basically like, yeah, I can let you, like, give me some information, and I will leave, I'll consider you a loose end. Mm -hmm. Which is really interesting phrasing. And then at the end, this vampire that he let go walks into, like, a live, behind-the-glass, like, strip show thing, I guess. Like, they used to have, I don't know if they still have these, or, you know. Where you put, like, coins in and shit like that. Yeah, basically. And, like, you go, go in, and it's, like, a private show thing or whatever. And the guy opens up the curtains, and behind the glasses, Blade smiling at him with his sunglasses on. He's like, you didn't think I'd forget about you. And then he fucking that's shoots it. him, and then that's the end of the movie. Actually, you know what? Never mind. I take it all back. That was a great ending. Yeah, that ending was great. The <laughs> final final fight, a little lackluster. The real ending of the movie. Loved it. And he perfect. smiled and he's just like, you're done. Yeah. So that was a fun part. Um, anything else I didn't like? Not really. I think this movie was pretty, like the runtime was pretty good. It didn't feel like it dragged anywhere. I think the only part I didn't like is when they tried to force this like romance between him and this like vampire princess. I didn't think it was that bad because it did sort of show that Blade is capable of empathy and that it's like it maybe it's sort of like I just it's a like little bit of a character evolution and he realizes like some of these vampires are not all bad like they were like she was born like that she didn't really have a choice like no I think she was surprised because she was telling her dad like he saved my life like twice and like yeah. you are the you as my father are, are sending me out there and not caring if I not come back and stuff he like becomes that. a little bit less of a hardliner to his cause I think he's more of the realization that like hey there are some people on this other side but like yeah I don't agree with that they eat humans but you know it is what it is he, it, she was born like that she was ra- you know she didn't really have a choice and she doesn't seem like all bad I mean, she could be eating animals. I don't know how that works, but yeah, they've I, never gotten into why they don't like eat goats or something. You know, it's like sheep. Sheep. I don't know. Just any animals. So, some animals that reproduce fast. I'm trying to think. Bunnies. Deers. Yeah. I mean, that's what. Starfish. <laughs> yeah, they go swimming. They go swimming. There's a whole underwater vampire society. Well, in Twilight, in the movie Twilight, they can go swimming because they don't need to breathe. Yeah. So they can swim very far. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll get into that in the next movie. <laughs> be a race of underwater mer vampires. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna level with you. I'm not excited to see this third movie. Well, hold heard. on. We're we'll get into that in the intro to the next show. But uh, you know, overall, I've, I've been so having far, fun. But yeah, so far the Blade duology has been <laughs> wonderful. And, and this movie was rated R again, so that was pretty fun. Yeah. Get a little throw a little motherfuckers around. Yeah, some lots more blood, gore. Not really. You know, the blood, interestingly enough, the blood coming out from the Reapers was actually green instead of red. Well, and it was it was green coming from the from the vampire president too cuz he was so old and deformed and it kind of showed that like the longer the vampires live, the more they look like like the Dracula vampires. Yeah. Of... Well, the, it's not for a reason just because they wanted to keep the rated R um, so they turn the blood into green so they can have a lot more of it. Wait, is that a thing? I thought that rated R, you could pretty much have as much blood as you wanted. Mm, I think there's like a limit. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. 
little movie magic there. This was a little rambling, but overall, you know, yeah, it's just out of enthusiasm for the movie. I think we've really enjoyed these. I would highly, highly recommend, you know, if you're into superhero stuff, but you're a little kind of burnt out on like the Marvel Phase 4, some of it has been yeah. a little underwhelming. You're just like, hey, I just want like kind of a campy, fun superhero, yeah. you know, thing. you want to turn your brain off. Yeah. Just, it, it, you don't want to be like worried about like, oh my God, but I didn't watch the last movie. Yeah, or like trying to remember the who's, TV from show. Wh- who's from where, whatever. This movie is like, no, 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 we understand. Here is a previously on Blade to begin the movie yeah. just to remind you here's where some, everyone is. Here's Blade, here's vampires, here's killing, here's They're like, yes, they, uh, they, they kill people who kill people. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, I don't know, like Blade is just like so effortlessly cool that I can't imagine anyone else doing it and not having it be very embarrassing and hokey and stuff like that. I, it's not that to me because I actually, like I really like Mahershala Ali. Like I think that he could, like he I think just, he could, charisma but... wise, I think can pull off this role. I'm just a little worried about like, Marvel's handling of that character yeah. and if he's gonna they're gonna throw in like a dead Captain America or some shit like no, that no 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 not even that just like you know just that it's gonna end up being cheesy in like a bad way and kind of cringy yeah. yeah they're gonna neuter him yeah basically but we'll see you know um, it's it's already been going through like what two directors the script's been rewritten again so maybe they've been watching the Blade movies and they're like okay fuck they're like we just gotta remake these we got yeah exactly shot for, shot for shot remake shot for shot remake but not Wesley Snipes although I kind of hope he makes a cameo I feel like it kind of has I'm to I'm telling you Wesley Snipes play Whistler in <laughs> in this movie but Wesley Snipes has said he's given his blessing to Mahershala Ali so he's like yeah. down he's like down for the cause so yeah We'll see. We'll see how they do it. I'm. Am I skeptical? Yes. Do I want another Blade? Not really, because we already have a good Blade. <laughs> well, that's okay. We're gonna go watch Blade Trinity. Uh, tri- Trinity. Trilogy. Trinity. Yeah. Blade, <laughs> Blade Trinity. And uh, you know, for our next podcast, and that will make you so fed up with this version <laughs> of the franchise that you'll be ready for the reboot. No. So I'm really doing you a favor. No. Okay. We'll see how that goes. Anyways, uh, if you want to listen to our previous Blade podcast, um, you can find us on Apple Podcast or Spotify or wherever you listen to your audios. And uh, if you want to find us on Twitter, give us a shout out. I'm not even going to say leave us a five-star review because none of you have done it since. You don't check. You're I do. Liar. I oh, do check. You did check? Yes. Okay. Well, then it's on you, listeners. I'm, yeah. I'm disappointed in you. Yeah, mom. Amy. <laughs> Anyways, everyone stay safe out there and we'll see you next time.